0: Welcome to Live from 495. On this podcast, we interview business owners from the 495 Beltway. We not only learn what they do and how they do it, but we take a dive into how they impact our community. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Ty Jordan here, your host on another great episode of Live from 495, today my guest is Julie Gonzalez from Greendale Physical Therapy, located in the New Marlboro location. Good morning, Julie. Good
1: morning, Ty. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, so I am actually the practice administrator for Greendale Physical Therapy. I'm not the owner. I'm also not a physical therapist. I'm the, um, a non-clinician administrator. And um, my background has been healthcare administration. Um, I used to be in primary care, and I joined Greendale a little over 10 years ago. Um, And we really enjoyed growing in the area, and Marlboro is actually our fourth location.
0: Excellent. Now, were you there from inception? When did you join the team?
1: Um, The company was founded in 2002, and I joined it in um, early 2011, Awesome. Not not non inception, but the past ten years, yep.
0: Hey yeah, it's great. Yeah. You know, I've heard nothing but good things so far and uh you know, I've been uh stretching out myself and Excellent. preparing to uh, make a visit.
1: Very nice. <laughs> very nice.
0: That's great. So how do you guys like the new location?
1: It's great. It's it's um it's a nice new building. Um or we, we, we did the build out, um, but it's it's really easy access right off four ninety five. Um, right on Route 20. Um, it's a really bright, there's a lot of sunlight in there, which is, is always really great, um, but it's working out really well. We, we share, um, the the next door is an oral surgeon to us, and um, yeah, it's, it's a really great location.
0: Yeah, it seems like you guys got some prime real estate, so that, that area is super busy.
1: It is. We spend quite a time look uh, looking in the area to find the right location we wanted somewhere that was going to be convenient. Um To the patients, Uh, when people are coming to PT, they're often coming two, three times a week, so um, easy access is pretty important.
0: I was happy that I got a chance to go to your uh, grand opening.
1: Yeah, I really appreciated that we um, we did a ribbon cutting ceremony um, with the mayor um, in March, and you were there. That was excellent. We actually opened the the clinic. um, I think it was June second, twenty twenty. It's always good to start a new clinic right in the middle of a pandemic, but um, that is what we did. And so, obviously, it was a a lot more um, low key um not really a good uh like grand opening type event um wasn't wasn't really we weren't able to do that but so we were able to do the ribbon cutting last month which was nice we're still going to do an actual grand opening for sure um as things kind of get a little better but we wanted to do the ribbon cutting
0: it was great you know it was great to see everybody together and um it w- it was proof that the world's starting to come back from this wild wild nightmare.
1: Yeah, I was actually surprised how many members of the um Arbor Chamber of Commerce came out um just because of the pandemic, but you know, we had lots of great social distancing, masking, and um it, it was I thought it was a great event.
0: Yeah, getting that level of uh, community support is always key. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. One yeah. of the things I noticed too is like you guys are, you know, you are not in that rare boat, but part of uh multiple businesses that started during the, you know, world falling apart. Mm -hmm. And it was great to see everybody come together and, you know, you guys thrive. You know, it's something that I myself took for granted, you Mm -hmm. know, jumping into business and, you know, seeing the world start to dissolve around you is, it's not a good feeling.
1: Oh, it's, it's definitely a little scary. It's scary for your business. It's scary for your employees. It's scary for your patients. And obviously the landscape was, changing minute by minute in the beginning there and trying to understand you know what was best for everyone was was certainly a challenge but we made it work and and everybody worked together and we were able to you know uh, we had planned to open the Marlboro location prior to the to the pandemic starting so um and then you know for a few minutes it was questionable if we were still going to do that if that made sense but it did still make
0: sense so we were able to do it right on glad to have you in Marlboro yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) but uh did you guys ever do any remote work during that time? Or?
1: Absolutely. So um, prior to COVID, uh, telehealth for physical therapy wasn't, didn't exist. It, it didn't exist at all. Um, understandably, a lot of physical therapy is um, the manual therapy portion. Um, however, there, there's a lot of direction that can be given through telehealth and evaluation. Um, so CMS, which is the Center of Medicare and Medicaid Services, um, quickly allowed for telehealth to become a thing for PT um, in the opening of pandemic, and which was fantastic for patients that really still needed services of, of a physical therapist but um, really wasn't a good candidate to, to even come in with the restrictions in place um, or if they just were more comfortable um, or if they were quarantining. So um, we had a few therapists that um, started quickly focusing on how to do telehealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we had one therapist in particular, Dr. Nishar, um, who who exclusively started doing telehealth and, um, she was actually able to help quite a lot of patients and we we are still able to do telehealth now, um, as well, but that was brand new, basically overnight last March. So
0: is Uh, that something you guys are going to take into the future now?
1: Yeah, we'll can, we will definitely, as long as, as long as it's, um, allowed by CMS, um, we will certainly offer that, um, to patients, um, Found you know could benefit, um, and it was pretty fun to watch how creative people got. Um, Sarupa, you know she did a lot of education. Uh, she put some posts out, but um, for people who didn't have weights at home and stuff, so she would you know go into your cabinet and get some soups or some different things <laughs> for some resistance. And so that was pretty interesting to watch how creative people could get.
0: No, that is interesting. You know, I never would have thought like to grab like the basic household items. Yeah, that, well, that's you know. what
1: she needed. That's how she had to adapt. I mean know, patients weren't prepared to have the equipment at home, and so um, a lot of great therapists around the country kind of quickly got together and said, all right, guys, we'll ha- you know, what are the best practices? What can we do together to make sure that we can still help these patients who, and, you know, what are in our homes that that can help them? And so that all happened very quickly, really impressively.
0: I love seeing people pivot.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's adapt and pivot. That, that happened for sure. <laughs>
0: I can see it now, just you know a little <laughs> lady working out with soup cans in her house <laughs>
1: yeah no, i've actually i've 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 been um privy to part to see some of that, and yeah, it's and they it also um allowed for some social interaction mm-hmm. for th- those patients that really couldn't leave their home and maybe didn't have family members in their home and i you know that was a really important piece for people as The world was pretty scared, you know, to so even I think there was a lot of benefits to being able to offer the telehealth for sure.
0: One of the best parts about, you know, doing this podcast is being able to get that interaction back. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people that I got a chance to talk to, uh, whether it's in business or, you know, around the local community, cannot wait to talk to somebody. <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely. That's um, We noticed a lot of calls with patients were a little longer than normal. Um, and we were you know, very happy to oblige <laughs> with that. Um, but people were pretty happy to just have some contact. And um, yeah, we, we experienced that for sure.
0: I feel like it's uh, a couple calls that you're getting. It's like, once the business is done, they're on the phone like, so, how are you? Sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That was a really important piece that our patients, our staff needed, um, and so you know because the volume had decreased so much too, we were we were able to to accommodate that kind of thing with
0: patients, and it was important. It was really important. So, it is. It's excellent. You gotta yeah. you gotta accommodate.
1: You do. You do.
0: So uh, you you know some of my um, former stomping grounds there. <laughs> yes,
1: we discovered that uh, we went to the same high school, not yeah. at the same time, but yeah. we did up in Air, Massachusetts.
0: Yeah, that was a it was a great place. It was a great place. It was a little quiet little town.
1: It was so for me. It was it was bigger. I grew up in Pepperell, yeah. so Air was actually not a quiet little town to me. I <laughs> know you're laughing. <laughs> anyone is from that area they can understand that air was um the big city to somebody from Pepperell. Okay. But essentially yeah, it is a little town.
0: Yeah. I can I'm, I'm imagining the landscape at that time and I'm seeing like, you know, the uh the end of the base closing so you had a lot of action with <coughs> the uh, you know, families from the military.
1: I think the base had closed maybe five years before I was in, in there. So, um, I mean, and the, there was a big lot of changes in, in the town when as the base closed, obviously, because the, the uh, population decreased drastically. So um, they were still tr- trying to figure out how to... Um, th- I remember our lockers, we, we each had a locker, and then there'd be three empty, and mm-hmm. then another locker. And it, they told me it was because we used to have way more students when the base was open, yep. which obviously makes sense.
0: I was... Uh, Back in back in that time, I was so tempted to try to uh, force the nickname there. You know, Air Jordan. Air
1: Jordan. Yes, you should have done it. That's fantastic. It,
0: it, it made so much sense at the time. It
1: does.
0: You know. I love it. I missed the it's opportunity. Not too, no, it's not too late. It's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late.
1: Oh. That's it. From now on, you're Air Jordan.
0: And you know what? I can't argue with that. All right. <laughs> Excellent. So as far as um. I know we talked about future events, you know, what would you guys be doing if you guys weren't, you know, held to these regulations sure. and the world's, you know, in a better place. Yeah.
1: So, um Greendale has locations. We did just open the Marble location, but we also um, have a location in Shrewsbury and Worcester and Clinton. Um, so the type of events we do is we do lecture series a lot, a um, couple times a year I should say, bring in a professional on a different type of health um, topic. Um, the last one we did right before the pandemic was Dr. Pelta, who is a um, podiatrist from Central Mass Podiatry, um, did a lot of focus on intermittent fasting, and he came and did a lecture in our, um, one of our clinics on a Saturday. It was open to the public. Um, and that was, that was a great, so we've done some lecture series. Um, we sponsor a lot of road races. We like to go to community fairs and events and, um, try to put as much information out there about the benefits of physical therapy and how to access physical therapy, um, for people. Um, we actually used to sponsor our own road race for several years, right on Shrewsbury street on, um, Columbus day. It was called the Shrewsbury street 5k. Okay. Um, so that was, that was fun. Um, but we, we attend different, um, Work fairs when they're having you know uh, like an ergonomic session on best practices for when you're kind of sedentary all day at work how to how to how to keep that um, but a lot of preventative type type measures yeah, um, yeah. We, we're being being involved in the community is very right, community is very
0: important to Greendale yeah I mean it's super interesting I didn't know half of the activities that you had there like yeah that's that's interesting I'm definitely uh gonna be on the on the prowl for that uh, 5K though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't done the, we didn't sponsor the 5K for a few years. Um, it be, uh, the Columbus Day Parade had some changes to it, and it got, um, so we haven't put that particular race on for several years, but we, sp- we sponsor other road races and get really involved, and um, you know, usually we'll be on site to provide post-race manual therapy and, and education.
0: I love it. Activity equals effectiveness.
1: Yes, yes.
0: That's great. Uh, what are some of the benefits of physical therapy that people don't know about?
1: There's a lot of benefits to physical therapy. I mean, I learned a lot. just Top five. Top five <laughs> benefits. Um, it, you know, your posture is definitely going to improve, which is going to improve, uh, you know, mobility, flexibility, um, general pain. And it, it's it's a lot of prevention. Truthfully, there's a lot mm-hmm. of prevention. So we always, we educate our patients, we rehabilitate them, but then we... we them with a lot of um, education on how to prevent the, that injury or similar injuries in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I see it as like, that's, it's heavy proactive maintenance. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a there was a line once that I really resonated with me that the APT, it's American Physical Therapy Association, um, I don't think it's their tagline anymore, but it used to be the uh, art of caring and the science of healing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that kind of really summed up what we do. For sure, because like we, we were talking earlier, um, usually the patients with their therapist for 40 to 60 minutes per session. And um, so there's a lot of physical therapy that happens. But there's, you know, it's kind of a, a total health approach at that point.
0: Yeah, I can imagine like it being more crucial, you know, for people to get involved with physical therapy now, mm-hmm. especially being stooped over in front mm-hmm. of laptops all day, sure. sitting in terrible positions for mm-hmm. hours on end.
1: I think one of the uh, one of the things I see a lot is people who wait a long time to come into PT because they have something going on that's, you know, it's not preventing them from performing their normal functions in life, but they're in pain or they're uncomfortable regularly. And I bet I can correlate this to IT for you um, <laughs> because I have this with staff members sometimes who don't tell me there's a problem with their computer yep. and they just find a workaround. Yeah. And I just happen to be standing behind them one day and I'll see them do something and I'll say, what are you doing? Like, there's a way easier. Let me fix this. Uh, You know, I can change your settings and fix this. And they'll be like, whoa, you just shaved like an hour off of my day every day by, you know, I don't have to do this step. So, you know, it wasn't bad enough for them to come tell me there was a problem. But when I fixed it for them, it made a huge difference. So I see the same thing in PT where someone might be, you know, in some pain, in some discomfort, but they've, they've managed. They've sort of accepted it as the norm. Um, and then something will happen that triggers them, that someone says, you know, you really should get into PT, and they go and they commit to their, their treatment, and, and, you know, after 6, 8, 12 weeks, depending on what's going on, they'll be like, my life is so changed, you know, <laughs> I can get dressed without pain, I can, I, this isn't normal, what I thought was normal isn't normal, and so that's that's... Yeah, PT it can do a lot more than people realize, I think.
0: Sounds like you deal with what I call the uh, check engine light theory. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> is that the the when people don't yeah. tell you anything's wrong? Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. Uh, to me, you know, your check engine light comes on your car. You know, as long as you get from A to B and the car's still moving, yes. you're not going to address the problem. Yes. But the funny thing about problems is that they yep. don't go away. They Correct. actually get bigger. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I call that the uh, even... In the world of IT, it can be applied across the board, mm-hmm. uh, the check engine light theory.
1: So I have something called the antibiotic theory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's on the other side of it, which is when a patient comes into PT, um, sometimes they'll come in for a visit or two, and they're feeling really great after, like, two visits, and they're like wow, I'm great. I don't need to come back. <laughs> and I always liken an it atta- to antibiotics where sometimes you are you know, not feeling well, you have an infection, you take an antibiotic, you take the first few days of the pill and you're feeling better. And so you forget to be you know, um, consistent with taking it for the whole tr- prescribed treatment. And you, then you're not going to get you know, the actual effect you want and you might actually come back worse. So it's the same thing with PT is, is people should treat their treatment like this is a course of antibiotics and you need to commit to you know, whatever your plan of care is, if it's two times a week, if it's three times a week, if you want to actually achieve the goal that is set in the beginning, mm-hmm. then you get to follow the treatment all the way through. But it's really easy for people to, you know, go for a couple of weeks and think, oh, I'm feeling better. Um, but you haven't actually completed the treatment. So you're going to feel better for a little while. And then a couple months later, it might come back a little bit, a little bit more. So
0: yeah, uh, check
1: engine light theory and, and antibiotic theory. I love it.
0: Yeah. You know, the theories that come true.
1: It's, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so um, how's it been so far opening back up to the public?
1: We never closed. Greendale actually never closed as a healthcare provider. We were an essential business. Um, okay. We, we did drastically. We reduced some hours. Obviously, um, the patients um, weren't coming as, in as much. Um, we do see a lot of post-op um, and non-essential surgeries were frozen um, in the hospitals for quite a while. I I think they're back open now um but so people who were having like knee surgery those were all postponed um they didn't want people in hospitals um with well the ra- the infection rates were high um but we you know we had a lot of patients we did still see um we, we moved to that model of um partial hi- um, telehealth and partial in office um we needed to change some We we operated a little bit as far as how many people could be in the building at a time and how many even how many therapists we could have so that we could have enough spacing. Um, But uh, we had to kind of reduce some staffing hours for a while. Um, We actually at one point um, consolidated. We closed our Clinton clinic um, probably for about six weeks. It's not that uh, we we just transferred the patients to either Shrewsbury or Worcester Mm -hmm. um, at the time just to kind of maximize staff. but, you know, we wanted to make sure we were still available to those patients, uh, make sure that the physicians knew we could offer the telehealth. Um, so as we've opened back up, we were able to expand back our hours. Um, we typically are open from 7 in the morning to 8 at night, Monday through wow. Thursday, 7 in the morning to 5 at night on Fridays. So we had reduced more to like a, like an 8 to 5 sort of schedule, but we're back to our full normal hours in our clinics. Um,
0: awesome. Yeah,
1: um, you know, all of our staff are hired back full time plus some. We've we've actually grown quite a bit since um the pandemic, um but we've had to be really strategic with mm-hmm. due to space and and that kind of thing. Um but it's been it's been okay. It's been, you know, we we have to screen all our patients and we do temperature checks and um you know, but it's it's been challenging but but it's worked. Yeah. That's for sure yeah, I mean, I I think all of us had to suddenly learn whole new things that we didn't have to do before in our jobs, so um, understanding the new mandates and understanding, you know, how to be compliant with everything,
0: so. I love hearing about the journey and, like, you know, the way that you guys have set yourselves up for, you know, continued success and future success, and it, it really is absolutely extraordinary.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you.
0: Uh, did you have any uh, any pro tips that you wanted to share?
1: Uh, pro tips I would just say is, you know, g- get a family physical therapist. You know, most people have a family physician. People have a family dentist. Um, it's, it's really not a bad idea to have a family physical therapist, not to wait until, you know, you actually have an, an injury. Um, you can go into a physical therapist. Um, we do offer... Um, at times, free screens. They're called screens. You go in, you meet with a therapist. They kind of, you talk about what's going on with you, what you think you might need PT for. They'll do an assessment. They'll let you know, yep, you're a great PT candidate, or you're actually pretty good, and, you know, you're, you're doing great, and here's what you should do to, to stay great. And um, But to just establish that relationship, um, uh, physical uh, therapists are doctors of physical therapy, and I don't, sometimes people don't realize that. Um, but And so we work closely with our you know people's primary cares and people's specialists to to really get um, people better, and it's it's the long it's the long game. It's um you know it's it's not a pill. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's you gotta you know you it's a commitment. It is um but but the the effects are it, it's it's worth it in the end. And so I would just say, you know, get familiar with your local physical therapists. Um, um, I personally. <laughs> But for the local PT and the hospital-based PTs are great. There's no doubt that they're not great. Um, It's just, you know, one thing that I'm really proud of in my position in my company is um, because we're privately owned and we're privately owned by a physical therapist, um, I don't have a board I need to jump through to get things. So if I have a patient who has a need... um, you know, we can address that. If I can have a therapist stay and see a patient at eight o'clock at night, because that's when that patient really just needs to be seen. Now we can't do that regularly, but you know, in some extreme circumstances um, we can do that and awesome. have that immediate effect on our community members and, and, I always um, teach our our staff is trained to educate and empathize, or uh, I should say, empathize and educate. And we're all patients too. We've been patients. Um, We might have helped our parents in healthcare, um, or or our sibling, or a friend navigate. Um, A lot of times, when you're in pain or you have something going on, that is such an overwhelming process, Um, and you're going to deal with multiple insurance agents. And um, if there's a workers' comp situation or a motor vehicle accident. Um, you're going to have lawyers involved and um, you've never been through something like that. And so there's a lot of things about how that works that a person wouldn't know because they've never been through it. And so navigating that, um, I, think in, uh, I think in our privately owned business, we probably have more time to kind of hold our patients' hands through that process and try to ex- help them understand you know, what their options are, what, their op- what, what we can do for them, what we can't do for them. But, yeah, my pro tip, I guess, would just be to get to know your local physical
0: therapists. Truly, truly incredible. Um, what's one way for listeners out there to get a hold of you guys?
1: Um, so we have a website, green, uh, www.greendalept.com. We definitely have a Facebook. Um, we have local clinic numbers, but we also have a general 800 number. It's 855 855- 4595000 that will get you to any of the clinics or the administrative offices. Um, if anybody has any questions um, or would want to contact somebody directly, uh, my email address is julie, J U L I E, at greendalept.com. Um, I'm always happy to help people in any way I can. Um, so, yeah, any of those ways would, would it
0: work. It has been a wonderful experience and uh, I appreciate you coming on That's the show great. today. Thank you for having me. It, it was great and I learned. So much. Great. Like I'm, I'm second guessing myself here, like <laughs> thinking like when's the last time I've seen a physical therapist? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know,
1: um, like we were talking about the check engine. Just, sometimes there's some minor corrections you can do that can have some, some big impacts.
0: Fantastic. I love it. Thank you again for being here, Julie. And uh, thank, you. thank you everybody out there for listening to another great episode of Live from 495. Thank you for listening to Live from 495. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And don't forget to check out some other great episodes.